0: Good morning and welcome. <laughs> the sound of people. Today is the fourth Sunday after Pentecost. and uh, our sermon text we're going to take a look of, of Paul's letter to the Romans sixth chapter. Um, some familiar verses in there. We're going to take a look at that this, this morning) um, And as always, we pray that as you you hear God's word through our liturgy, we're doing divine service one. You can follow along in the hymnal or on the screens. And uh, um, as we come together to receive the Lord's Supper, and if you please fill out the cards in your pew, um, as we stand up and confess our sins and receive absolution, that our faith gets strengthened. So as God calls us to go out into his world, we can share him with, with our world. So let's, let's rise, let's uh, sing our opening hymn, Here I Am the Worship, and let's let the building shake a little bit. I'd like to welcome all those who are online watching us, too, and joining us in our worship. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. We take some time for silent reflection on God's Word and for self-examination. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For the peace of the whole world. For the well-being of the church of God and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For this holy house and for all that offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. We sing this is the feast. Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O oh God, because your abiding presence always goes with us. Keep us aware of your daily mercies, that we may live secure and content in your eternal love. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated as we sing on eagle's wings. Thank <laughs> you.
1: Good morning. The Old Testament reading today is from Jeremiah 20, verse 7 through 13. O Lord, you have deceived me, and I was deceived. You were stronger than I, and you have prevailed. I have become a laughingstock all the day. Everyone mocks me. For whenever I speak, I cry out, I shout, violence and destruction. For the word of the Lord has become for me a reproach and derision all day long. If I say I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, there is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot. For I hear many whispering, terror is on every side. Denounce him, let us denounce him say all my close friends, watching for my fall. Perhaps he will be deceived. Then we can overcome him and take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me as a dread warrior. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble. They will not overcome me. They will be greatly shamed, for they will not succeed. Their eternal dishonor will never be forgotten. O Lord of hosts, who tests the righteous, who sees the heart and the mind, let me see your vengeance upon them, for to you I have committed my cause. Sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for he has delivered the life of the needy from the hand of evildoers. This is the word of the Lord. And the epistle is from Romans 6, verse 12 through 23. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal bodies to make you obey their passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but prevent your, present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and your members to <clears throat> God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Are we to sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves to the one you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard teaching to which you were committed. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? The end of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Would you please rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel?
0: the Gospel of according in St. Matthew, the 10th chapter. These 12 Jesus sent out, instructing them, Brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly I say to you, So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Will the children come forward for the children's message? It's a race. There's people out there, yeah, yeah. Have a seat, guys. For me, ah, thank you. Well, now I got to change my children's message. All right, <laughs> thanks. No, I'm kidding. You guys all doing good? Yeah. You guys want to do the story today for me and tell me a story? No. You don't know one. Okay. Well, I want to tell you a story. Actually, I want to tell you about a poem that was written by a man a long time ago, and his name was Robert Frost. He's from America. And this is what he he wrote. The poem was called The Road Not Taken. And in the poem, he's walking through the woods, and he comes to a part where there's a road that goes to the left and a road that goes to the right. And he stands there, and he has to make a choice. Do I go left or do I go right? Now, you guys make choices every day, don't you? What are some of the choices you have to make every morning when you get up? Right, you decide, or, or maybe your parents decide for you, I'm going to have cereal, I'm going to have eggs, pancakes, waffles, and whatever else, right? Or do you decide to have nothing? What else do you decide every morning? How about what clothes you wear? Do you guys decide that or do mom and dad decide that? You guys decide that, okay, right? And so you decide, did you decide what you're wearing today? Alright? so we make all decisions, and there's so many more decisions we make. Some of the decisions we make are right, right? You know, you chose what a healthy breakfast, you chose what clothes to wear. Sometimes we make decisions that aren't right, right? You guys ever make the wrong decision? So, what's a wrong decision that you guys have made maybe today or yesterday or during the week? You chose to fight with your sister? Of course, did you chose to choose to fight back? Well, there we go. Wrong choice, huh? All right, yeah, Joseph. So you made the you made the choice to when somebody's talking to talk over them or interrupt them, right? On accident, convince me of that one. Did you speak? And you chose, right? Yeah. Oh. So. Ah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. You weren't supposed to talk because she was talking, right? you weren't listening, okay? So every day, you and I have to make choices. They're wrong or they're right. And God tells us that he's given us this whole map on how to make right choices and how to make wrong choices. Where do we find out what the right choices are? Where do we go? We can ask mom or dad, right? We can ask our teachers. You could ask me. But there's even a better place to go. And we call that the Church, you're close. We call it the Bible, right? Because in the Bible, God speaks to us and He tells us how to make the right choices, how to make how not to make the wrong choices, and then what to do if you make the wrong choices. What do we do when we make the wrong choices? Yeah, so we apologize. We say, I'm sorry, right? When you guys were fighting, did you guys say you were sorry to each other after you were done? Did you give each other a hug? See, that's perfect, right? And you ask for forgiveness. Wow, you just aged about 10 years, Joseph. That is really good. You, have to, you process what you did, and then you realize what you have to do. That's really good. You have a Bible? Awesome. You have a Bible? Okay, do you guys have Bibles? Yeah, awesome. So we all have Bibles, that is so cool. Do you, so now the next question, but you don't have to answer is do you use it? Do you read it? Or does your mom or dad read it to you? If you can't read, ask mom and dad to read it to you. Because it is so awesome. Okay. Oh. (coughs) How God made the world. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Got it. Okay, great. Let's read it to you. Awesome. And you, do you think Dad? Give him a hug. Okay, that's a pretty cool thing. So we're going to pray to God and help us to make the right decisions. And then when we make the wrong ones, to seek forgiveness. So let's pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, help me to always make the right decision. And when I don't, help me to say I'm sorry and to ask for your forgiveness. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys.
2: the highest of heights to the depths of the sea, creations revealing your majesty, from the colors of fall to the fragrance of
0: Peace and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our sermon text comes from our epistle lesson from Romans chapter six, verses twelve to twenty-three. As you heard with the the children, the part of the poem of Robert Frost, The Road Not Taken, and every day you and I have to make decisions just as the kids have to make decisions. And uh, so I just want you to, you don't need to say them out loud, but I want you to think, just this morning, between the time you've got up and 9.33, what decisions have you had to make? How many had to make a decision? You don't have to raise your hand. Just, you can answer this question to yourself during this worship service for the last 33 minutes. Yeah, I got a hand up, so. And we do, don't we we make decisions during worship service? Sometimes a decision is, I really don't want to be here. Should I leave now or should I stay? I didn't hear any doors, so I think everybody stayed so far. That's a good thing. The Bible tells us that we make a choice every day to follow what God says or to follow sin. And sin is simply anything that separates you and me from God. Sin is the result of bad choices. And we usually know, I believe, without being told when we are doing something that we should not be doing. Paul says in verse 12 of our text, don't let sin reign in your mortal body. And what that means is do not let sin rule your life. Make good choices. Robert Frost tells us in his poem that choices can make all the difference in life. And we know some of the choices that people have made. Most of us know that in 1517, Martin Luther had a problem. He had to make a choice. There was a monk by the name of Tetzel who was selling indulgences, And indulgences is is a certificate that was guaranteeing the forgiveness of all their sins. But they had to pay for that. And not only did Luther have a problem when the idea that the effect of sins could be eliminated with a few coins, but he also had a problem with his congregational members who were set free from their sins, so they thought. Because those members of his congregation with that little paper in hand, began to live a life of self-indulgences and decadent. Paul had a similar problem. He proclaimed the gospel of steadfast love and overwhelming grace. And many people heard the gospel, and many responded to it. They took a step farther, though. They rationalized that if their salvation did not depend on their good works, then they could live in whatever manner they chose. They could eat, drink, and be merry. Several leaders in the Christian church were appalled by this uh, and uh, thought it was a destructive approach to life. And so they questioned Paul's gospel because of it. And Paul addresses these concerns in this chapter, Romans 6. He doesn't base his argument on fancy philosophical ideas, but rather go, he goes to the very beginning of Christian life. He starts at baptism. Baptism, he says, is both death and new life. In verses 3 to 4 of chapter 6, this is what Paul says. He says, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him by baptism and the death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in a newness of life. Paul stressed the new life that comes when a person begins a walk with Jesus and becomes one of his disciples. To the church in Corinth, Paul wrote, so if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Everything old has passed away, See everything has become new 2 Corinthians 5:17. And to another church the Galatians Paul writes I have been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live but it is Christ who lives in me and the life I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God Galatians 2:20 Sin is a part of the old life our pre Christian life. Paul proclaims that sin no longer has dominion over you or me. Of course, this does not mean that you and I will suddenly become sinless saints. As human beings living in a sin-filled world, a world that is truly broken, we constantly struggle with sin and the effect of sins in our lives, don't we? In fact, Martin Luther says all of us here, we're all saints, and we're all sinners at the same time. Our baptism, the personalization of what Christ accomplished by his death and resurrection in our lives, opens us up to a life of righteousness. Righteousness is a big word. You all know what it means? Wow, no expressions this morning. I got a smile from somebody. Yay. Should I tell you what it means? Oh, gosh. Forgive me. (laughs) Rationalize this. Righteousness is living in a right relationship with God, with our neighbors, and with ourselves. So how many of you have a right relationship with yourself? Wow. Well, you're honest, right? I doubt any of us have a right relationship with ourselves. Because we sin when we don't want to sin, and then we sin when we do want to sin, right? How about with your neighbors? Yeah? Maybe with a few? Maybe one? Maybe all? And the one most important, how about with God? How many of you judge your neighbors or judge you or judge both? You ever thought about that? I think most of us are very quick to judge our neighbors. Why did he not put his garbage can away today? Why is he in my parking space? What about when we leave our garbage out? Hey, it's okay. I'm just tired. I'll get it the next day. Or, I got there first, so I'm taking his parking place. Right? Micah says, doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly before our God is the definition of righteousness. Not a bad definition. That's in Micah 6, verse 8. Righteousness is a state of life in which you and I were created to live righteousness in the in the Jewish term is shalom it is a holistic well-being righteousness is the real difference between those who walk in a relationship with the living Christ and those who do not paul asserts that living sinfully is not what christian life is to be about he also points out that the detrimental effects of sinful living in our lives In verse 16, Paul writes, Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or obedience, which leads to righteousness? You and I, I believe, daily experience the reality of Paul's words. Instead of sin, we are often called called those practices that have dominion over us simply, you know, just bad habits. Maybe it's eating way too much chocolate. Keep the M&Ms. Yeah. Maybe it's too much alcohol. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's bigotry. Maybe it's self-centeredness or whatever bad habit that you have. And we know how difficult it is to break the hold that these habits have on us. The cross of Christ, though, has set you free. We can say no to sin, and we can break free from those bad habits. Conversely, we can yield ourselves to the righteousness and the good habits. The good habits then become part of our daily lives, a way that you and I live. Sharing our blessings from God with others grows so that it becomes simply a way of life, if not the way of life becomes who you and I are. Random acts of kindness become enjoyable and something to which we look forward to. Words of praise and thankfulness can replace criticism and swear words. Good habits replace bad habits. And we become slaves of righteousness rather than slaves of sin. Paul ends this chapter with these words. The wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Lord. We usually associate these words with the afterlife and of heaven or hell. But I believe Paul has a more practical, immediate focus. Sinful living creates a hell on earth for each and every one of us. Sin separates us from God as well as from others. Sin messes us up and has immediate impact, in fact, immediate consequences in this world. Paul does not want Christians who have the ability to experience heaven on earth, which is God's presence in our lives, to live lives that are separated from God, separated from other people, or even separated from themselves. Our baptism opens us up to eternal life. Eternal life is not something that begins at death but it is the life that you and I now live as we walk in a relationship with Jesus. Living righteously enables you and me to experience that new life and of grace, a life that is filled with abundant love of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, there will be times that you and I will continue to sin and that that sin might even consume us. We will fail. We will act in ways that are not kind, that are not just, and are not humble. We will dishonor God by our our words and our actions. But we are a baptized people. We are forgiven. And our baptism reminds us this, as well as the covenant that God made with us to allow nothing, nothing to separate you or me from God's love. For we are in Christ, and he is in us. You and I are forgiven. We are renewed and we are empowered. And we move forward in Christ as God's people and presence on earth as you and I bring the message of Jesus out there. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for calling us into the life of your son. We pray that you forgive us for the times we actually choose death over life, and we give you thanks for the times that we choose life. Empower us to go out and to share your message with the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Please rise as we profess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God. We pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Lord our God, you are our refuge and fortress in whom we make our dwelling place. Strengthen our faith in your word as done through Jeremiah, the Apostle Paul, and our Savior Jesus Christ. Help us to dispel our doubts and unbelief that we be your witnesses of truth, life, and light. In your mercy, hear our prayer. When we face the many trials and temptations living as your people, give us strength to show your mercy and forgiveness. With so many things fleeting and temporary, help us hold to what lasts, which is your word, your promises, and life with you. In your mercy, hear our prayer. And we remain in this world, or as we remain in this world, you have given us authorities for our good. Enable us to keep your commands to honor our fathers and mothers and to be faithful citizens to authorities placed over us in our nation, state, and communities. Grant your wisdom, truth, compassion, and care upon all those who lead that in this world we and others may in confidence and joy await your kingdom to come when the Son of Man comes. In your mercy, hear our prayer. For all who are weighed down by sin and shame, point them to the life giving and forgiving cross of Christ. For those who are weighed down by ailments in this life, spiritually, emotionally, or physically, grant your presence of comfort and peace in times of need. In your mercy, hear our prayer. In your hands, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy your son Jesus Christ our Lord Amen. the Lord be with you. And also with you lift up your hearts let us give thanks to the Lord our God give right to give and it is truly good right and solitary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you Holy Lord Almighty Father everlasting God through Jesus Christ our Lord therefore with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Jesus Christ on the night when he was betrayed took bread and after having given thanks he broke it he gave it to his disciples and said take eat this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me In the same way after supper he took the cup and after having given thanks he gave it to the disciples and said take drink this is the cup of the new testament of my blood which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me the peace of the Lord be with you always. Please be seated. Please rise. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. We sing our closing song.
3: Pastor, we're breaking with tradition today. We're going to ask you to come down and sit with your lovely bride for the closing song. I know she's way back there, but... Here she is. <laughs> Today's a very special day. Today we are celebrating Pastor Brian's 25th anniversary of his ordination. And so, You may be seated. walked upon the streets of gold Beside the crystal sea You heard the angels singing Then someone called your name You turned and saw this young man And he was smiling as he came He said, Pastor, you may not know me now eyes smiling as he beamed you taught my confirmation class when I was just 13 every week you would say a prayer before the class would start and one day when you said that prayer I asked Jesus in my heart Giving to the Lord. I am a life that was changed. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am so glad you gave. Then another man stood before you. He said, remember the time. God said, I need a servant in Panama. And you said, here am I. You packed up Jane and family and you came to show the way. Now Jesus lives within my heart and that's why I'm here today. And he said, thank you you for giving to the lord i am a life that was changed
2: thank you
3: for giving to the lord i am so glad you came One by one they came, far as the eye could see, each life somehow touched by your generosity. Little things that you had done, sacrifices made, unnoticed on the earth, in heaven now proclaimed. I know up in heaven you're not supposed to cry But I am almost sure there were tears in your eyes As Jesus took your hands you stood before the Lord He said, my child, look around you Great is your reward. Thank you for giving to the Lord. These are the lives that were changed. Thank you for giving to the Lord. I am so glad you gave, Pastor Brian, we are so glad you gave.
0: The worst uh, I had I don't even know what to say, so <laughs> can I leave it at that? yeah, good, you know it's funny, I will say something I cannot not say something, but uh. For whatever reason, from the beginning of the service, as we sang our first song, and we went through everything we sang today, and, and uh, Jason and I guess Mike got together and made some changes to the service today. We'll talk to them later about that. <laughs> um, but I, I couldn't make it through any of the songs and hymns today. You know, it, it's that's part of why we have hymns and songs today, because they're so full of God's word. And, and so we're, we're singing his word, and, and at least for me, whether it's a hymn or whether it's a, a song, it, it hits the heart. And Sometimes it hits the hearts even more than other times for some reason. And uh, so it's, it's, I hope there are songs and hymns that do the same thing to you, because it helps, helps me remember who our God is. And if... If I've done anything right for uh, 25 years, I hope it's making sure I've shared God the right way. Because there's so many people who do not know Him for who He is. And that becomes our job. Because it's so sad to think, even the people I don't like, and yes, there are some people I don't like in the world. But I pray that they are one of God's, become one of God's child, child, children if they're not. Because in heaven, I'll like them, <laughs> so, right? But more important than that is they'll be saved, so. Um, I, wow, it's late, early, whatever. Um, I, I believe we're supposed to have a vacation Bible school kickoff today. <laughs> I think it's still that, so please stay for that, Um, and go downstairs, and see, um, downstairs is now Babylon, and it is amazing uh, what you all who worked on that did, so you go down, come during the week, if you haven't signed up to do anything, we can put you to work, so I don't know if there's any other announcements this morning that need to be made, okay, and she has one too. In
3: the parish hall is a luncheon for Pastor Brian. Has nothing to do with VBS. <laughs> Please, everyone join us for a wonderful wonderful lunch that's been prepared. Thank you.